Hi, this is Pastor Rick. Today, we're going to continue our study and talk about how strength is related to a decision you make. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. You, my friend, have to make that decision. You have to say, I am going to be strong no matter what. It's my final decision. And I want to tell you, when you make that decision, life can change. So stay with us as I show you how that decision leads to power in your life. It's going to be an amazing study. I'll see you in just a minute. Finally, my brother, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The whole goal is that you may be able to stand. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You are called to have power. The question is, what does that mean? Well, there's a Greek word for power. The word is dunamis. Can you say dunamis? The word dunamis is a simple word. It has a lot of profound implications because when you hear the word, you think of wealth, property. You think of somebody that's brave. You think of a landowner. You think of someone who's upper class, a military service. You think of military armies as being powerful, troops. Sometimes in scripture, you'll think of a heavenly entourage. Damn. Power can force a person into labor. Power. And he says, I'm going to give you power. When I come into your life, what I'm going to do is change your life. Change your options. The circumstances are no longer going to be the same. Can you say, I am powerful? Come on. When God comes into your life, that's what he says, I promise, I bring. The question is, do you believe that? Do you believe that you have power with God? Do you believe that you are not just an average person? That I'm not just walking up here living a, a normal life. God has come into my life. And what's amazing is he has shown himself to be powerful and strong and able to take me through anything. The question is, will I make the right decisions? You see, I believe just like strength, like I said last week, is about a decision. You decide to be strong. Finally, my brother, and be strong in the Lord. It's a decision you make. Being powerful is the same thing. I invite your power into my life. Say that with you, please. Come on. I invite your power into my life. I invite your power into my thinking, in my attitude, in my approach, the way I handle my issues. I want to be powerful. I don't want to be weak. I want to be the person that's in charge of his life. I have a vision for me. I don't see myself as defeated. I don't see myself as lost. I see myself as strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Can I get an amen, church? It's when you see it that way, you act that way, you talk that way, you believe that way, you preach that way. I am not a weakling. I am strong in the Lord and I can do all things, but that's tied again to a decision. Acts chapter 1, verse 1 through 7 chronicles the departure of Jesus and it talks about him leaving the disciples in a spot where they had to regroup themselves because they had lost everything. Remember, Jesus died. He rose from the dead, but most of them hadn't seen him, only a few. So they were in an upper room in Acts chapter 1, waiting for Jesus to come back and endow them with power. They didn't understand what that meant. They didn't understand how that would all work, but they were supposed to wait in this upper room, and they were for 40 days. Imagine that. 
Maybe some of you know about regrouping. Jesus has died. They're all there together. A regrouping moment. Tough moment. Are you in a regrouping moment right now? Your business, your life, your finances, your relationships. You're trying to regroup. They're regrouping. Now they got, excuse me, they got to get a replacement now. Judas is gone. Sometimes, ah, sometimes it becomes what it becomes. You can't control people's choices. So now you have to replace the job, replace the work, replace, replace. I don't know what you have to replace, but, in, but there are moments when you are in that season trying to gather yourself. That's where they are. And in the middle of that, he says, I'm going to give you power. Come on, say, I have the power to deal with this. Come on, say like you mean, say, I have the power to deal with this. Seven test questions that can help you measure your power. Now, I want to make a statement because this is important. Okay? Most Christians, when they think of power, they think of religious demonstration. Church responses. I'll talk about that in a minute. Five specific responses you make in church. There are four that, that make people think, okay, this, is, this means I have power. But power in your life is demonstrated in the practical way you manage your life. For example, the way you manage your time. So if I were to ask you, do you have power over your time? That would tell me a lot about how, you, how much power you have in your life. Do you have power over your health? Are you trying to take care of yourself? It's a great day when I'm fighting sinuses a little bit. <laughs> do you have power, Temple? Yeah. It's my attitude towards it. Don't let it get you down. Don't let it stop you. Number three, do you have power over your freedom? I wrote this in because somebody's being tempted to do something that's criminal. And you can say no to this. You have power to say no, but you have not said no yet. You have to make an affirmative no. I may make some fast money that way, but no, I don't need that money. Do you have power over that? How about your friends, the choice of friends? Why do you let those people come into your life and create that kind of havoc? Hmm. How about your mind, your thought process? Boy, do we poison our mind. Here's what I believe. You will never prosper if you don't think right. If you keep letting somebody write a script on a piece of paper, which is what they do, and you sit there and you allow that to feed your mind all the time, you're scared of your own thoughts, scared of your own life. Somebody has to tell you how to feel and how to look. There's something about you. You. Looking at you. I spent a lot of time this week looking at me. When I finished school, you know, I had that class all week from 9 to 5. And so when it's over with, I'm in the hotel room by myself. The first thought, cut TV on. No. I'm not going to cut it on so they can tell me how to feel today, what to be scared of. I'll read it, see if I want to read and learn more. I'll look at it, but I'm not going to sit here for an hour and a half or two hours and let you tell me to be happy or sad or who to be scared of. Come on, give me an amen. I'm not doing that. I don't care. Come on, come on, come on. You're doing it every day of your life. Your mind is full of that. 
You know what I did? I thought about me. I thought about my finances. I talked about, I thought about my marriage. I prayed for my family. I, I spent that time meditating and praying and writing and thinking. I needed to work on me. I want power in my life. I don't want, I don't want to give my power to a TV set or to a show that I've got to see the next episode. <laughs> Watching a bunch of millionaires and I'm broke. That's the devil. Come on, say amen if you hear me. Why am I doing this? I keep saying it every week. Giving all your strength away, all your power away. If you think I'm wrong, don't cut it on the rest of the day. I can't do it, can you? I got to see the episode. I got to see what they do. And is he going to make it with her tonight? Really? Well, praise the Lord for that goal. In your mind, you're not careful. You act like you have no power over your thinking. That's what gets you. Every preacher I counsel is their thinking. When they finish doing this, they, they can't think right. You get off your job, you can't think right. Your mind's going everywhere. What good is this verse? Remember, remember what it says? He says, you shall have power. What good is that if you don't have power over your thinking, your mind, your decisions. Some of you can make one decision and change your life. One. Just one decision. I made one decision. One decision to marry Diane. That was a good decision. God, that was good. Boy. One decision to go to a little Bible college. I wasn't, excuse me, I wasn't a big university guy. Would have freaked me out. I needed small classes, but it changed my life. Come on, say one decision. What one decision that you have power over right now in your life? What? Man, but here's the problem. You've not made yourself available. God has no time with you. You don't have time for God. You have time, but it's all on your cell phone. You sow long conversations, long exchanges. Listen to me carefully. You have decided to give away your power, not have it. I want to pastor a powerful church. And that's not measured by numbers. That's measured by what we do. Five things and I'm done. Here's what power does not look like. You ready? An emotional outburst. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's not power. Glory God. Hallelujah, Jesus. That's just, hallelujah, waving your arm and feeling good. Now, it could be a moment where God, you know, touched you. I'm not against that. I'm not saying that that's not real sometimes. But if you think that alone is power, that's too easy. That's it. Pretty jazzy, isn't it? Somebody said, don't do that again. Don't do that again. 
We, don't, we, don't, we get to point, you don't need to do that ever again. But some people really think that's the sign of power. Secondly, complete silence. I'm trying to get quiet. Can y'all be quiet? Shh. Some people think that's, that's powerful. From, oh, yeah, that's it. That's a sign of power. No, tightening your face. When I first started preaching, you know, they, you know I, 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 I didn't know what to do. And so, you know, you, you're a young minister, so you want to do it right. So you pray for people. And so I just look and see what they were doing. Maybe. So I go. Because I wanted to be anointed, you know. That's how you look anointed. <laughs> I tell the story all the time. When I went to the first time, I was in a big gathering with thousands of people, and all they called all of us up because we were great anointed people, and they laid hands on them, and, and, and nobody was falling when I was. So I pushed them a little. I tell, I, I confess that a lot, right? I didn't push them hard. Nobody got hurt, okay? Nobody got hurt. <laughs> I felt pressure. Fall down. I'm anointed too. Fall down. In the name of Jesus, fall down. That's why I don't touch y'all because y'all ain't falling here. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Nobody, nobody goes down in this church. That's honest. I could lie to you, but that's honest. Loud outburst, demonstrative dancing. I won't do it for you, okay? Long scriptural or philosophical conversations. Those are really good ones, you know. I was just feeling God's really, you know, some people do this all the time when they see you. They get, feel, they get real philosophical. I was, you know, reading a Bible in Genesis 10, chapter 1, you know, and they got this whole long philosophy. They feel that that's a sign of power because I can talk long. And, and I'm not, and listen, I like people. I'm a talker. I enjoy fellowship. I, you know, I'll come to your house, take my shoes off, ask my wife. I'm like that. I like it a lot. I get a, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert. I get a lot out of it, okay? But that's not a sign of power. Some people just like to hear themselves talk. They think they sound good. That's too easy. All these can be good. Lengthy church membership, long-term service on a job, Big families, big cars, big homes, preaching, teaching, whatever, singing. All those things can be powerful in their own right, okay? It can be a manifestation of God's power. I mean, I've, I've gone to people's bedside and sang and prayed. Man, it was powerful. I mean, God, I mean, that's my, I, that's my job. I do that all the time. I, it's my calling. But that's not where you really see the power of God in my life. It's how I treat my wife. It's how I talk to people. It's how I engage people. It's a lady um, that was serving me. She brought room service to my room every day this week. And she messed up the first order and forgot to bring something. And she was so apologetic. And she came up and um, she said, I'm so sorry, sir. I am so sorry. And uh, it's a nice hotel, so obviously they get on you if you don't do it right. And so she brought it, and I gave her a tip. And and I said, listen, thank you for bringing it. And she stopped and said, thank you for being so nice. So I gave her another tip. (laughs) 
I did. I gave her another tip. And every day she came, I gave her too much money. I did. It was awful. It was Dan. I'm sorry. It was awful. But that's not the kicker. Every day, she saw the power of God. I could tell everybody's not nice to her. And I could tell this meant the world to her. And she was really happy by the second day. Hi, Mr. Temple. She was sitting in the hall. Hi, Mr. Temple. She knew my name, man. She was thrilled because I kept giving her all this money. You know, it's just $10. Five was, look, the meal wasn't but eight. You know, I'm giving you 10 bucks. I know. It's terrible. I told you it was terrible. It's awful. What's wrong with me? I don't know. I just felt compelled. And so every day I was nicer and nicer. And then she stopped on the fourth day. She said, listen, hold on to money for a minute. She did. She says, whether you give me money or not, you're nice. Thank you. So I gave her some more money. Yes. <laughs> so what? And the last day, she said, this is your last day? I said, yes. She said, thank you. What are you? She says, she, she says something. I said, I'm a pastor. She says, oh, God, I can tell. She did. That was a compliment. Oh, God, I can tell. I gave her my card. She says, I'm, I'm going to look you up. And then I gave her $50. I don't care what you think. Let me tell you what. She almost turned it down and said, oh, you take it. I know what you make. Jesus. Help us. Power. What does the power look like? A shout? I was in uh, on a cruise. This guy was in the bathroom. That was his job. <laughs> Standing there all day in the bathroom. Young guy. Great attitude. I was at dinner, last day of the cruise, and he came to my mind. So I went to the same bathroom, and I looked at him. I said, um, I think he's from Brazil somewhere. I wasn't sure. I remember. I think he's think a Brazilian. I said, I came, I came in here to tell you something. If you can be successful in the bathroom you can be successful anywhere and I gave him some money don't ask and he cried he cried thank you sir stand here all day and smell people all day and then go clean up behind them. Made a decision. Have you? That's power. 
Power is not dancing on the stage. That's easy. Power is stop cussing people out. Power is stop lying. Power is telling the truth even if it makes you look bad. Power is saying you're sorry. Power is yielding to Jesus. When you feel like you're out of your mind, that's power. Let's go home. Stand on your feet. That's good. It messed with you today. That's a good thing. Amen. Lorenzo, come up here and pray for us. Grab that microphone. This future preacher. Come on up here, preacher. Preacher to be. Come on up here. Just pray a prayer. We're going to go home. Pray. I know. Come on. Pray, Bridget. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we, uh, we thank you for being great. We thank you for being wonderful. We thank you for being all-powerful. And God, right now, we just thank you for your grace. Thank you for your unmerited favor upon our life, God. We don't deserve it, and we can't earn it, but you just gift it to us, Father, and we thank you for it, God. Thank you for never turning a deaf ear unto us. You hear everything, you see everything, and yet you still love us, God. Oh, and so, Father, for that, we say thank you, God. We open up our heart to you on today, God. We ask that you would just interrupt our thinking, interrupt our mood right now, God, and just throw your weight around in our lives, God. Do for us what we can't do for ourselves, oh God. Forgive us, cleanse us, wash us in the blood of Jesus right now, God. Clear up our mind, clear up our thoughts of all those past pains and all those past disappointments, God. Clear it up right now, God, in the name of Jesus, and help us to walk in victory right now, God. So, God, we thank you in advance for what you're going to do, God. We believe and count it done right now, God. Some of us have said they've had a tough time, God. But you know what, God? We're still here, God. So we thank you for the spirit of survival right now in this place, God. We declare your glory. We thank you, God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Last question of the day. If you're here and you never gave your life to Christ, you realize that you need to start a walk with Jesus. What you heard today made you realize you don't have the power of God operating in your life, but you wanted to operate in your life. I want you right now to raise your hand. I want to pray for you right where you're standing. Anybody? Pray for me. Pastor, pray for my walk with God. I see you. Anybody else saying pray for me? I see you. I see you. Anybody else? I see you. Anybody else? Father, we lift up every hand to you today that said I want to walk with Jesus in a closer way they may, this may be the first moment they've really done this in a way that's, that from their heart at this level and I pray that as they start their walk today with you in a new way that you let the power of God come alive in their life I thank you for the power of the living God and what it means and how it transforms us I pray that you would let this message be real and be strong in their life 
I thank you for the strength and the power of, and the power of God. You died on the cross to set us free. We don't earn salvation. We simply come and ask for it. Thank you for your, your word. Salvation means deliverance. You gave us a, you give us a new beginning, a new life, because we simply ask for your help. And so we know you died on the cross to give us the right to be free. You paid the ultimate price for us. And now we accept you as Lord of our life. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Now here's the deal. At the end of the service, I want you to know there are people waiting at the get Well, I pray you were blessed by today's message. I hope it lifted your mind to see the importance of strength and how you make the decision. And when you make the decision to improve your relationship with God, everything changes. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for strength today and vision. I pray that they would find the courage to make the decision to strengthen their walk with you. And as they get closer to you, it's amazing how a lot of other things come into perspective. So we give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, it's a joy having you. I pray you were blessed. Email me if you have a question. Love to hear from you. And remember, we love to see you in person sometime here at our church to overcome by faith. If not, just hang out with us on demand. We love keeping you in our family. Be blessed. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.